Hello, my name is Jerry Durham, and I want to welcome you to my podcast, What's Best for the Patient is Best for the Business. This podcast was put together for you, the healthcare practice owner, and wants to achieve success in your healthcare practice and turn this practice, this clinic, into a business. So if you want growth and scalability that drives financial performance, all three of those don't always come together. But if you want that, then you've come to the right place. I'm here to help you be most successful in your healthcare practice and turn it into a business. Cheers. Thanks for coming. Hey, fancy meeting you here. It's what's best for the patient is best for the business podcast. And we are in the middle yet again of the art and science of selling and healthcare series. We're going to keep this going. I'm going to keep this rolling for a while, my friends. I don't know. Whatever you see, however many there are, I got to be honest right now, I just want to do as many as I can. So I love this and it ties in, as you all know, it's so, so, so many places in the business and it is such a significant component of success, not only in the business side, but in the patient side. Let's face it, man. And I cannot emphasize this enough is this is the way it's always been. Those three cell cycles I talked about, right? There's that engagement with the front desk. There's all this buy-in and all this work to be done, to build trust, to manage and set expectations, which our own JOSPT says must be done and influences outcomes. We must be doing that throughout this whole journey. Doing what? Setting the provider up for success for cell cycle two. So what I want to do, right? The three cell cycles we talked about. What I want to do is you guys also know about this ecosystem of the business. So we got to go back upstream. We got to look at the beginning of this journey because the beginning of the journey has the biggest impact on the journey, right? And if you haven't listened to the podcast, the ecosystem, the business, I'm going to tell you, go back and do that now because I'm not going to beat that dead horse today. But as we all know, but (laughs) I love that, but I don't say but very often, but I think that's the perfect place because it just says I'm not going to beat a dead horse, but which means I'm going to beat a dead horse is this ecosystem of the business, right? The further upstream we go in any ecosystem, the bigger impact you're going to have on that ecosystem. In our ecosystem, in our business, in our healthcare practice, marketing, the front desk, the first phone call has been the most disregarded, right? Most undervalued, most misunderstood steps in this patient's journey. And every day, man, every day, right? Every day, today, go on social media. There's more and more and more courses every month teaching right? Providers, how to better communicate, how to better listen, how to, how to um, be more empathetic, how to do a lot of these skills I'm talking about. Yet here's the funny thing. Let's say physio, man. A patient comes in for an evaluation one hour. A patient comes in for two follow-ups during the week. I'm just going to say total one hour, right? I mean, this provider has two hours of this person's life. I'm sorry, people. This can't be the biggest fucking touch point in this person's right journey with us. He can't. It on its own is going to constantly be a coin flip, is going to be constantly a game of Russian roulette, is going to be constantly a game of lowering, right? Excuse me increased risk of non-compliance, increased risk of drop-offs, increased risk of cancels. Because why? Because the work wasn't done prior to them arriving. And all these great skills, great skills, 
not being sarcastic, that this provider has put the time and energy and money in to learn are a coin flip. Why? Because nobody thought about training the front desk, about moving it upstream, about building an alliance, managing expectations, teaching someone how to communicate, how to listen, how to be empathetic, aka sell, right? Further upstream. The number one greatest impact on the provider relation will be what happens before that person arrives. That is your biggest leverage point, your biggest ROI, right? That's where the work needs to be done. And no one's spending the money up there, right? So if you're going to invest in your providers in your business, if you're going to reimburse them, if you as a provider are going to invest yourself, and then you go into a job where nobody's doing anything upstream, you will burn out. You will burn out quicker than anybody else because you're going to be frustrated as hell because you know how it should be going. And you're going to say, why are these people still dropping off, canceling and no showing on me? And it's because we haven't understood this ecosystem of the business. We haven't leveraged all the trust building we could do. We haven't leveraged all the managing and setting of the expectations. That's why the front desk. And I'm here to tell you, my friends, that I've proven this over and over and over. And by by me saying I've proven it, I've taught it to other people, then implemented it, right? So I did it in my own business. And of one said, hmm, this is interesting. Lowered my cancel rate in half with doing zero with my providers. Went to my front desk, changed the front desk process, sales process, like we're going to talk about today. And my cancel rate went down by half. I did zero extra training, zero new training with my staff. Cancel rate went from 15 to seven, zero additional training. So the providers just kept doing whatever they were doing before. But think about that. The cancel rate was 15%. So the providers were doing what they were supposed to be doing. And we set a 15% cancel rate. We changed the script sales process upstream to manage and set expectations better, to build a better alliance, to build trust right in the business, in the brand, in the person they were going to see. And magically, their cancel rate drops by 7% with them changing nothing. I'm telling you, my friends, and I've done it over and over, done it over and over with people just with the front desk. And this isn't how to manage cancel calls. There's a difference here and we'll probably get into this later. This isn't how to manage cancel calls. It's how to prevent getting the cancel call altogether. Sit on that one for a second. I'm going to leave some dead air right there. This is not how to manage cancel calls. It's how to prevent cancel calls. All right. All right. So here's what I want to do for you today. I want to give you the map to the gold mine, my friends. That's what I call this. This is the map, right? I hand it to you. It's everywhere. I give it out all the time. Why? Because I want you to be successful. The last person that just shared publicly about the success they've had with all my um, with my work, they actually posted about no shows and cancels this weekend on social media. Right? They went from twelve percent to seven and a half percent cancel rate, implementing all my stuff. Here's the funny thing: this person is not a client of mine. They've just gone through the YouTube's, gone through the podcasts, and implemented, implemented. It's all out there, my friends. So when I say I'm giving you the map to the gold mine, I'm literally giving it to you because I want you to be successful. I want you to go out and implement it. And even with some change, even with some spotty change up front, higher up in the ecosystem, you will see some change. Okay. So I call this a five-step intake process for your front desk. Now there are five steps, but some of those steps have two or three things you have to do in them but it's a five-step process. All right, here we go. Number one is we have to acknowledge this is missing. It's missing everywhere. I'm not going to go into a 20-minute tirade under each of these. I'm just going to tell you acknowledgement's missing, right? Hi, my name's Jerry. I want to get some, you know, I have some low back pain. I want to get scheduled for physical therapy. 
the acknowledgement right there is huge because nobody else is doing it. My friends, the people I've had people ask me my name three times during a phone call. I've had people not, you know, the back pain, all of it. And I do it the same way every time. There's no tricks. There's no deceiving anybody, right? So acknowledgement is just telling people I'm listening to you. This calls about you. And really I say acknowledgement is step one because you have to set the standard right at the beginning of the call. And right there, you're going to grab them and they're going to go, wow, this is going to be different because they're going to say this call is going to be about me, right? This is different. Don't forget everybody that, the expectations of the person calling you is every shitty experience they've ever had, which is every day, all day in healthcare, calling healthcare offices, walking into healthcare offices. So all you got to do is tip the scale a little bit. And this acknowledgement is important. And you're just repeating back to people what you hear. So what I heard, you know, hello, Jerry. Thank you so much for calling us today at ABC Physiotherapy. I'm sorry to hear about your low back pain, but yes, I can definitely get you scheduled. And in case you missed it, right, my name's Bill. Boom. That's the acknowledgement. And we want to do that throughout the call. Okay. Step number one, acknowledge. Now, these are in order, my friends. Acknowledge rotates through because we have to do it first. And what's funny is everything I give you is used over and over and over. So there's a cycle for all this stuff. It has to be done in this order. Step two, you must find out the problem they need solved. Low back pain is not a problem to be solved. Nobody has ever called a healthcare practice for low back pain. They've called the practice because they're having problems, difficulties doing something. It could be pain. I love it all the time. When I call places, I say I have a little back pain. They go, tell me about your pain. I'm like, you know, we don't want to go that route. It's not about the pain. Because if I get in for the eval and I feel better after the eval, I cancel all my appointments, right? So what is the problem I need solved? Oh, you have low back pain. Tell me what's going on. Well, I was at the gym. Oh, right. Now we're getting somewhere important, my friends. And I was doing some exercises. I hurt my back. Can't go to the gym. Now we have a problem to be solved. When I wake up in the morning, right? And first get out of bed for like 30 minutes, I have low back pain, right? And I have difficulty, you know, getting ready in the morning and standing. And there's a lot of pain. It really shoots up. I'm not going to focus on the pain. I'm just going to focus on 30 minutes, right? Now we have two problems to be solved. We must get the problem to be solved immediately at the front end of that call. The next thing we must do is get their expectations. Now, bear with me on this. Expectations are not goals. The problem to be solved, we could call their goals. Expectations fall into two categories here. Past expectations. What have you done in the past? Have you had physical therapy in the past? What has helped you? What hasn't? Expectations correlate with outcomes, meeting people's expectations. When they tell you what's worked in the past, right? And when they tell you what hasn't worked in the past, this is going to be gold for the provider. I talked about setting the provider up for success during this step, right? So we got to dig into the past a little bit. Oh, no PT, but what have you done before, right? Oh, I've done some hands-on work and massage and chiropractic. Yeah, it helps. Temporary, you know, and I'm making this stuff up, right? Temporary, but it helps, right? And we need to know that. And the provider needs to know that. Well, is there anything that didn't help? And they go into, you know, a couple things. Uh, yeah, you know, I didn't like just being handed exercise to go do in the gym. That's going to be really important because if that's the way you've set up your business, you need to know that before they walk in. Because if that's the way you set up your business and people are successful in that setting, this person will not be, right? So you need to know this before they arrive. The second part of the expectations is what do you expect from us? 
right? And really what I'm hoping for here most of the time is, well, I really don't know. I don't know what physical therapy is. And I'm like, that right there is worth all the money you will ever invest in this program if you ever sign up with me. And if not, if you just start doing it, you'll get all your money back with that question. You never, ever, ever want a person arriving, not knowing what to expect ever. And you'll see how that plays out in the rest of this conversation. Right. So step one is to acknowledge. Step two is to find the problems to be solved, right? And get expectations passed. And what are your expectations with us? I was hoping to get someone who could tell me what my problem is, could give me a plan, could give me some exercises to do at home and do some hands-on care. And you're like, ding, 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 right? Oh, awesome, Jerry. Right. I'll I'll definitely consider that when I'm looking for the expert, I'm going to set you up with now we're managing, setting and delivering on expectations. This is where the gold is. Remember expectations and trust align with outcomes. And we're only like two minutes into the phone call. Step one, acknowledge. Step two is get their problem and expectations. Okay. Step three. Now we take the problem to be solved in their expectations and we sell the expert. And I'm not going to get into the how and the why right now. Okay. This is, I don't want to do that on this call. We'll save it for another one. I just want you guys to have this outline. We sell the expert based on the problem they want solved and their expectations, right? And so basically your team's going to go, well, Jerry, based on what I've heard from you, I'm just the person for you, right? Dr. Jane Doe. And then we're going to repeat back how she's helped people with the problems and she can deliver on those expectations. It's that simple. That's why we do it in this order. Step three, sell the expert. Then we sell the hour with them or 45 minutes. So what is that person? What is Jerry going to get for that first visit for that first hour with the expert? And we tell Jerry what he's going to get for his time, money, and energy on that first visit on Thursday at 1030. This is missing everywhere. And everybody blows over this. And the most important part of that first visit is the plan of care. So you go hard on selling the fact that you will get a plan of care, Jerry. Side note, I don't talk about future visits. I don't talk about possible future visits here because that's up to you and your expert. Right? Yes, we know people ask these questions. Yes, I acknowledge that. But I go hard selling the expert for one hour of which we'll then write at this price, which I'll get to next. But I go hard with selling that expert, your hour with that expert so you can work out a plan of care with that person. Step one, acknowledge. Step two, get problems and expectations. Step three, sell the expert. And then make sure that person knows what they're going to get for their time, money, and energy with that expert on their first visit and sell the plan of care hard. The plan of care is the deliverable. Watch this. The provider is the product that delivers the plan of care is what it is. That's what's being sold. The expert who will deliver that plan of care. By the way, we've already prevented drop-off, no-show, cancel by taking this approach. Step one, acknowledge. Step two, get the problem they need solved, get their past and future expectations. Step three is sell the expert and then sell right what they will get for their time, money, and energy with that expert. Step four is how do you want to pay for this? We cannot leave that first phone call. It can be in-network, out-of-network cash. I don't care. It doesn't matter. But we can't leave that phone call without that person knowing when they'll get their costs, their benefits, their whatever it is, the price. I don't care what you guys call it. But they have to know when they're going to get that. You can't just tell them you'll get them their insurance info. right? So that's step four. How do you want to pay for this? right? And if they brought it up at the beginning of the call, there's a whole... right. This is where the acknowledgement comes in. They brought it up at the beginning of the call. 
we acknowledge that and then try to slip it back into this fifth, uh, fourth slot, sorry, fourth slot. Again, that's the how of this conversation, which I'll go into later. And then the fifth step is recap. And I love this recap step. And I didn't put it in until probably a year ago. The recap step goes like this. You are reminding them why they should arrive. So you're just taking them back through and reminding them all these reasons, right? That we can help you with your problem. That will meet your expectation. You're not saying it like this, but this is what they're hearing, right? We can help you solve that problem. You're managing and setting expectations. We're going to meet your expectations. I'm just the expert for you. There's no uncertainty around what's going to happen with that expert. You've been told them about their insurance, about their cost. And now the recap is why they should arrive. And then buried in that is what questions do you have of me? This is your map to the goal, my my friends, this five-step process. Acknowledge, step one. Step two. Right, get the problem and the past expectations and future expectations. Step three, sell the expert. And then what that person will give for their time, money, and energy with that expert still selling. Step four, right? How do you want to pay for this? Make sure they understand when and how they'll get their cost, insurance, benefits, whatever. And then step five is the recap. Remind them why they should arrive. Write that down. Play this for your front desk. Roll it out, right? And yes, I went in a little bit about how that'll go, but we're already 15 plus minutes into this. And what I want is for you to get that content. I want you to sit with that content. I want you to look at the order of that content. I want you not to reorder it. It goes in that fucking order for a reason. Everybody wants to change it. And yes, there are ways with acknowledgement when people call and say, do you take my insurance to still get them to agree to this order? Right. Awesome. You now have the map to the goal, my my friends. Right. Five step intake process or sales process for your front desk team. Right. This is not a script. This is the science. You like that? How you mentioned this at the end? This is the science. This is the science. We'll get into the art. There cannot be a script. A script is science only. There is no script. This is the template. This is a structure. This is a five-step process that now you build the art and the conversation into. And you heard me do a little bit of that. All right. Cheers. Write that all down. Take it to your team. Debrief with your team. Go through it. Role play a little bit. You have exactly what you need with that goal mine. Cheers all. Thank you for listening today to the podcast. Here's what I want you to do next. Um, If you want to stay in touch or want more information on the doing of all this, then I highly recommend and I really want you to go over to my YouTube page, Jerry Durham PT, J-E-R-R-Y-D-U-R-H-A-M. There is just so much content, videos added weekly, if not daily and you will be able to bury yourself and immerse yourself into this content and learn all you need to know to start implementing some of the things we talked about today. Second thing I want you to do is just jump in feet first over at my Facebook group. What's best for the patient is best for business. Daily interactions, right? I'll be there. You can have discussions with other people. You can ask me questions. I post there frequently, post videos. I share information there. So it's a place to stay up to date and be very interactive with other people who have the same goals and mindset that you do and want to create this business, this healthcare practice that will scale and grow and give you financial performance. Cheers all.